Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. You know what I'm going to ask you? Two things. Download the app. Share it with your friends. You'll have access to all of our station's content. And hey, if you like what Joe and I do, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. Today, Joe and I are very pleased and honored to be joined by Bishop Joseph Strickland, another Joe. So today's uh, the front line with Joe, Joe, and Joe. Um, and this is going to be a great conversation uh, because we're going to be talking about Catholic education, uh, which is obviously a very important topic, but specifically the Bishop Gorman Catholic School was recognized by the Newman Guide. And some of you out there at Veritas might, uh, not, might not be familiar with the Newman Guide. We'll get into that too. And, uh, and we'll have a great conversation. So Bishop Strickland, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Thanks, Joe and Joe. Um, and just real quick, for those of you out there, just a quick bio. Uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland attended Holy Trinity Seminary and the University of Dallas, earned his Bachelor of Philosophy degree in May 1981. He received his Master's of Divinity degree um, in May 1985 and was ordained to the priesthood for the Diocese of Dallas on June 1st, 1985. Upon the elevation of the Diocese of Tyler... In February of 87, he became a member of its newly formed presbyterate. Um, he received his licentiate in canon law in May of 1994 and was named rector of the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Tyler, Texas. A month later, he was ordained as the fourth bishop of Tyler on November 28th, 2012. So once again, we want to welcome uh, Bishop Strickland. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello, and we're going to have a great conversation. Bishop, we always begin with a prayer. Uh, would you be so kind as uh, to say that prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for all your blessings in our lives. Today we celebrate the great saints, St. Saint Thomas More and St. John Fisher. Help us to ins be inspired by all the saints to continue to live in the light of the gospel turning from sin and living the call of grace. We ask the intercession of all the saints for all we strive to do in the kingdom, and especially the intercession of the Queen of Saints, the Immaculate Virgin Mary. And we ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Joe, if you don't want to, I, I want to just uh, sure. start off the conversation before we get the, um, into Catholic education. Uh, so Bishop Strickland, you uh, went to Dodger Stadium, okay? And obviously for those out there at Veritas don't know, uh, there's a blasphemous organization called the uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, something like that. But here's what I want to ask uh, Bishop Strickland, is that I saw the videos, okay? I know Jesse Romero was there, a number of uh, more prominent vocal Catholics. You were there, obviously, which I find to be an incredible, incredible encouragement uh, as a Catholic man when I when I saw that. I wish I could have gone, 
Um, you know, I really do. But having said that, how important is it when we see things like that, things that are just blatantly wrong, offensive, um, attacking of our faith and us um, as people, how important is it to 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 act as as a public witness to get out there um, and and really show people to say you know we're serious about this we have our rosaries in hand we're praying to God for His intercession you know for His action how important is that in your mind? Well, Joe, I think it's critically important, and I really believe that um, this event out at Dodger Stadium, um, good number of people, very prayerful, very peaceful. I really hope it can set a model of, yes, we need to speak up, not to strike back, not to attack. We're all beloved of God, but when these blasphemous things are done, we need to speak up and say, no, we can't tolerate this. This isn't tolerance. This is undermining the truth that we know sets us free. So I think it's critically important, and I really applaud everyone that was there it was a wonderful event, and it, it really set the tone. You see too many violent eruptions and violent reactions to injustice. Instead, we set hopefully a new model as people of faith, as disciples of Jesus Christ. I think it's critically important. Bishop Strickland, I will end that part of it with this. Is Joe and I say on the show all the time, what, what the enemies of Christ want in our view here at the front line with Joe and Joe, they want a violent reaction. I believe that. I believe that that's part of their game plan is to have people like us, okay, uh, a couple of jamokes like me and Joe from New Jersey acting or lashing out in anger rather than keeping our composure, staying collected, all right, with, like I said, as Padre Pio called it, having the weapon in hand, the rosary, and yes, with thousands of other Catholics out in the public square, my personal opinion is that's what's going to change hearts and minds in America on many different issues is when the rest of the culture sees us doing just that. Final comment, if you don't mind, Bishop. Absolutely, Joe. And, and I think it, it really segues very well into Catholic education and how important that is, because the more we can teach young people the great treasure of our Catholic faith. For two millennia, the church has been proclaiming Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. The world needs that message more than ever. And we need the lay faithful, young people in schools formed solidly in Jesus Christ. So I think we segue very well into Catholic education from, I, I would imagine all those people were there because they've come to know the truth of Jesus Christ in a deep and personal way, probably many of them through formal Catholic education. But however we come to the truth, we need to bring the next generation into that truth as well. No, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 that's why Joe and I are doing what we do. We're trying to, what we say is entertain, encourage, educate. That's why we have on guests like yourself, because Joe and I learn Bishop, just as much as uh, our audience does, all right? That's why we ask the questions we do. That's why we talk about the things we do so that Joe and I can, can, can continue to get out there more equipped intellectually uh, and in other ways to, to, to fight these battles. Joe Resinello, what do you, where do you want to start? Well, let's just like uh, lay some groundwork with regard to Catholic education. Joe and I were educated in the Catholic faith at a Catholic school. I want to say this because it's important. My father was a barber. 
My mother was a secretary. Joe's father was a teamster. We had the privilege to go to Catholic schools. In that setting, that is gone. That is gone. I have an MBA. So does my wife. I have five children. I live in a box to send my kids to Catholic school. That is a sin, if you ask me, because most people don't have the situation. At least I have a box. We have to talk about this. Now, you're doing something about it, but this is in a very, very important conversation because most people, you look at the largest diocese in America, LA is the largest, New York is the second largest. The majority of the Catholics in the two largest dioceses in America don't have MBAs. They're bus drivers, they're secretaries, they work in cafeterias, and they believe in the church, and they should have a Catholic education, and they can't get it. And, you know, I listen to – I'm in Catholic media. I listen to – you should homeschool your kid. Tell that to a Mexican-American who two parents are working not so they could have a Cadillac, so they can eat – their grandmother, who doesn't speak English, who has a third grade education, is in the house. She's going to have six laptops and teach them in homeschool. Listen, let's let's get real. Why can't that family have a Catholic education? And if you ask me, that's a sin that cries to heaven. With that said, you're doing something about it, and you have one of your schools that's on the Newman list. Tell us about that school. Tell us about the Newman list. Well, thanks, Joe. Um, the Newman List, I, I really think, is a great um, initiative to really raise up the level of Catholic education um, and to get the truth, the beautiful truth of our Catholic faith, with all of its richness, with all of its challenge, into the hearts and minds of the young people in our schools. So it was a great honor for Bishop Gorman, our Catholic middle school and high school here in Tyler, to be named to that list. I think there were five schools on this initial reaching out to the high school, middle school level. Um, uh, and it's, I think it's very important. And I uh, applaud everything you said, Joe. We, we really need to look at new initiatives, new opportunities, because, you know, we've all heard the stories that probably y'all benefited. I didn't go to a Catholic school. I grew up in this rural diocese. There wasn't one. Most of them were closing. Thankfully, Bishop Gorman has held on through all those years. But I, I think we need to remember, probably we both heard the stories that Bishop said years ago, you're establishing a parish, a school goes with it. And we need to develop that mindset again. The economics are, you know, insurmountable, it seems. But I think we've got to put good minds to... How do we do this? And like you said, the, the homeschooling, which we have a lot of homeschooling in this area, but it, it can't be the answer for everyone. And I think we need to return. It's been, you know, probably 100 years, we could say. 100 years ago, that idea of you establish a parish, part of that parish is the school. It's just built together. I think we need to re investigate that mindset and reassert that. I honestly don't know how we can do it, but we need to put our energy into recognizing we've got to pay that much attention to 
educating our young people in the truth of the faith. I agree with you 100%. And cuz here's the deal. I mean, like I look at it from I live 12 miles outside of Manhattan. Um kids, most of them Catholic kids sadly aren't formed. So then they go to a public school. They have no chance. They're getting eaten alive. They're getting eaten alive. Especially in New Jersey. Especially I mean, in, like when New Jersey, New York, it's it's. it's but I it's actually horrible. think it's everywhere because their mainstreaming yeah. ideas, even as mainstreamed as divorce, divorce is a sin. To get divorced and remarried, never mind same-sex marriage, never mind transitioning to a different gender. They're mainstreaming ideas. And to be truthful with you, these kids, adults can't stand up to the ideas who are informed. They're going to get – they have no chance. They haven't – Bishop, I'll be truthful with you. I have five kids under nine years old. How I fear for them. I fear – for them. I pray for them every day. And I'll be truthful with you again. Why? Like, just because you have a little bit of money, why should my kids not have to get exposed to that? If it was when I was a kid, my dad couldn't have afforded to send me to the school. He couldn't have. I mean, we have to like to me, it's the priority of priorities to say with you. Like, I, I just want to say I'm like because it's me and my wife are committed to it. We sacrifice deeply for it. But most people can't do it. They just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to do everything we can to 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 shift that narrative and to bring back that idea that you have a Catholic parish. You of course you have it. What's the name of the school? I mean to just make it. Uh, but that there's a long way to go to get there. But I think the the deeper issues are that the true the schools are truly Catholic, and that's what the Newman effort is about. Is not to just have the label Catholic, but to truly be teaching the the solid Catholic faith. Because there are too many um, even Catholic institutions that have wandered into watering down at least, and sometimes, like you're saying, directly teaching things that are contrary to the faith, yeah. or at least not speaking up about the things that are contrary to the faith and the culture, and teaching the young people there are answers to all of these false messages that young people are—I mean, I can imagine you worry for your young children. I, I see the beautiful children that God gives us, and they are in jeopardy because the truth is being twisted and lost. And the best way to get it to children is through the Catholic schools. Would you would you say that the truth is not only being lost, it's just being flat out rejected? Oh, the, 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 the whole idea of objective truth. And this has been going on for decades. I mean, it's coming to fruition now with, you know, the, all this nonsensical, these nonsensical ideologies. But let's let's lay a little Groundwork, Bishop Joseph Strickland joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. If you're just joining us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, we're discussing Catholic education and specifically the Bishop Gorman Catholic School, um, which is on the Newman list. But what is, Bishop Strickland, what is the distinguishing feature of Catholic education? I'm going to give you the five-second version of what I think. The Catholic Church fears nothing because the Catholic Church possesses the fullness of the truth. That means we can expose our kids to every area of human endeavor, every area of human study, 
whether it's science, regardless of what the atheists say, we, you know, the Catholic Church gave Western civilization the scientific method. They, it's undeniable, okay? Uh, whether it's science, literature, philosophy, mathematics, whatever the case might be, okay? The Catholic Church fears nothing. We expose our children to all these subjects so they can maybe find their niche as their form. But, and then they have the underlying formation of the Catholic faith, okay? That's my that's my view of what of what distinguishes Catholic education, recognizing objective truth and then trying to form children in that objective truth, which we know is Jesus Christ. Your your comments on that, uh, Bishop Strickland. Well, Joe, I certainly um, agree with what you said. What I would add to that is Catholic schools have been and need to make sure. And that's what the Newman effort is all about. Make sure that it's true education. There's there's too much in the national scene in public schools, and it creeps into the Catholic schools. It becomes more of a, a training or even an indoctrination rather than what is education? It's training the human mind to be able to look at an issue, to judge good and bad, to be able to make logical judgments about the world that we see. That, those are the tools that we need to offer children. And I, in Gorman, they, they have a, um, a class in logic, and that is something relatively new to, to, to this school, and many schools don't have those kinds of courses where young people are taught the classical ways of looking at a situation and making judgments about it logically. There, there's so much of the, the narrative, and it creeps into the church constantly, but the narrative in our society is, how do you feel? Instead of what is a logical analysis of what you're going through. And some of the things that the other Joe mentioned about you know the trans, all the crazy things going on that's rooted in an illogical, uh, a rejection of logic, a rejection of truth, and a rejection that there is objective truth that guides us. That's what Catholic education, certainly the message of Jesus Christ, and he is truth incarnate, but really classic education. And that's another element that Bishop Gorman School and a lot of schools that I'm aware of are getting back to the classical uh, reading the, the fathers of the church, reading the, the basic philosophers that theology is founded on, going to those sources and not just reading commentaries or commentaries on commentaries where you start to dilute that wonderful truth that's been revealed by God and that has been, as you said, Joe, I think that's so important to remember. People are always accusing the Catholic Church of being anti-science. Science came from the Catholic Church. People, when they say that, it shows that they're ignorant of history because you can trace back so many science. The scientific endeavor really began to develop with monks in monasteries mm -hmm. looking at logically using their philosophical, theological background to logically look at our natural world and begin to see how do plants work, how do animals develop. All the wonderful things we have in science now, and sadly, science has been hijacked by the relativistic, atheistic agenda, but we need to always, like you said, we need to be brave and clear. The truth is 
our cornerstone, our cornerstone is Jesus Christ. He's truth incarnate. We aren't afraid of any truth. That's right. And we, the truth can allow us to face any question and bring the light of truth into it and help people to logically see that they don't want to make these choices that are going to alter their lives for the future without seriously looking at in a logical way, not in a feeling-based way, but in using their minds to, to really understand. That's what a big element of being created in the image and likeness of God is that we can choose between good and bad. We can logically analyze situations, and we need to develop that tool for our young people. That's one thing I've, uh, I'm going to hand it over to Joe, but I've been very successful at angering a lot of atheists that I've spoken to uh, in my life because I'll, I'll, I'll say something like, hey, listen, man, from Albertus Magnus to Father Robert Spitzer, okay, you you want to you see some real science? Look to the Catholic Church, okay? Joe Racinello. Well, I think just speaking to what you guys were saying about what a Catholic school is, primarily the way I look at it and the, the way I look at it from my children – I want my kids to be saints. If they're successful, good. I want them to reach their potential. I would rather have my son be a stock boy at ShopRite and become a saint than become a corporate banker. And that is at the root of the problem because our Catholic schools are forming young men and women to become corporate bankers. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're a saint too. You see, and there is the problem, the spirit of the world. Joe and I went to pretty decent Catholic colleges. I'm not going to name names. The Catholic faith was there, but it was almost like a small circle inside of a big circle. The big circle was training people to become lawyers, doctors, bankers. There's nothing wrong with that. We need people who influence others. However, that's not why you're going. And I think the church itself, because of that prestige, has bought into that. And we have to, in a sense, and I always say this, Bishop, and I'm interested in your comments, because to embrace the truth means you're not invited to the barbecue. You're an outsider. We have to just be like, listen, this is what it is. This is what we stand for. And if you don't want me at the barbecue, then I'm not going to go. But I'm still going to stand tall and say what needs to be said. Yeah. And I think that's, we're, we're afraid. Yeah. Like from the top down, no, we have to be different. We have Absolutely. to be different. Please, your comments, because you are, I'll be honest with you, I <laughs> admire you. And I'm not just saying that. I've seen you at the Bishop Conference, kneeling down and praying the rosary outside when no one's with you. Good for you. If I was there, I would be with you. Well, Joe, I think you hit on something that goes beyond Catholic education. It goes to the very heart of being children of God, of being disciples of Jesus Christ. And we have to remember, we are to be in the world, but not of the world. And there's such a push, even within the church, that, oh, we just need to embrace the world. And that that isn't Jesus Christ. He came to say, be in the world to bring light and leaven to it, to to change it. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And I I think you tap into something that is a basic 
fundamental issue that we need to really address in the church because we are going along to get along. And, and there's a real movement. I mean, we can't get into it now, but there were specific moments where decisions were made by hierarchy to say, let's embrace the world. Let's get into this, you know, let's be part of the, the good old boys club. And when we do that and sacrifice the truth of the gospel in order to be invited to the picnic, then, then we're, we're losing our whole purpose. And we have to remember we're to be in the world, but not of the world. The world should always be something that makes us a little uncomfortable. And we make a little uncomfortable that it we challenge the ways of the world. I think that is essential for every Catholic and certainly to train young people in our Catholic schools to live that way and to be, I mean, honestly, growing up here in East Texas, I mean, I think that's that's certainly what part of what formed me in a strong Catholic family. But We've grown a lot in this small diocese as the Catholic population. We're still less than 10%. That really, I think, for me, has been a blessing because we were never part of the, the club. We were never part of the in crowd. To be Catholic, as I was growing up, was always something people didn't understand. It was a little odd. We were the outsiders. To be Christian in the world today, we need to be willing to be outsiders and to bring the light of Christ into the marketplace and everything that we do. I mean, that's still one of the reasons I went to Dodger Stadium. We can't just quietly say a prayer. We've got to get out there and say, no, this isn't the truth. Not attacking anyone, but prayerfully, publicly saying we need to share the truth with the world. Absolutely. And that's what obviously you're doing with the Bishop Gorman School. Right, Bishop Strickland. I mean, you know that that's that's what you're trying to you know to put in place and 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 forming, uh, you know, forming kids and, and you know to be, to become you know warrior Catholics. Like you said, we're not out there with 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 literal swords. We're out there with the with, with the sword of truth. I will say this though, a, a quick comment. Um, you mentioned how like we're we're different from the world. Uh, we have to be in the world, not of the world. But the two things, and people have to remember this, the result of that is, number one, that's why the world hates us. Let's be clear. The world hated Jesus Christ, and he said that, okay? Um, but the other thing is, and we know this from history, but that's what attracts people to the Catholic Church. So there, there is that, 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 that twofold thing going on. Yes, of course, you're going to be attacked by the world, but the more you attack uh, and this is proven, but I mean, if nothing else, the Roman persecutions prove that you would have thought the Catholic Church would have gone away by worldly standards. You would have said Nero's just going to kill them all and everybody else is going to be too afraid to do anything. Well, he killed a lot of them, but that helped the church to grow as Tertullian said, you know, the, 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 the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. So it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, development there. You're going to be hated. But that is also what attracts people. You mentioned Dodger Stadium. Um, uh, uh, praying in front of abortion clinics. Okay, I hopefully can get down to the Jericho march here. Yeah, I'm I'm in Scottsdale now. I'm not in Jersey for I left Jersey a year and a half ago. Uh, but Catholic men uh, going around the Capitol in, in a in a Jericho march. These things matter, Bishop. 
They matter, and we have to do them. And obviously, we need to be formed properly, like schools like the Bishop Gorman School, so we can get out there and do that. Now, that's my quick comment. Bishop, I'm sorry to be rude. Let's go to a quick break, okay? And then we'll come back, and we'll continue the conversation. So we, uh, if you're just joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe and I have the honor of speaking to Bishop Joseph Strickland. We're talking about a lot of things, really, but specifically, we wanted him here to talk about Catholic education and the Bishop Gorman Catholic School that's been recognized by the Newman Guide, okay, which is very important important thing. Uh, So you're listening to us at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial. Stick around. We have another uh, great segment with Bishop Strickland. Don't go anywhere. Where there's Catholic radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith. Families are strengthened. Parishes and communities flourish. So let people know you're listening to Veritas. Tell your friends to tune in and let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. We are way, way, way in the breach with Bishop Joseph Strickland. We are discussing the Bishop Gorman Catholic School, which has been recognized by the Newman Guide and also Catholic education in general. Uh, with that, Joe Resinello. Bishop, we talked about how classical education is coming back, how the Bishop Gorman School has embraced it. Let's talk about the catechism, which is a basic understanding of what we as Catholics believe. John Paul II put out a catechism, I mean, a catechism yet in 92, very readable. In fact, I've read it twice because I taught RCIA. Could be understood by all. You don't have to go to the Gregorian. You could read, if you want a shorter version, Pius X. I'll say this, uh, he's another Joseph, Joseph Sardo, so that's a fourth Joseph. (laughs) He has one out, and it's in question form. He gives a question, he gives an answer. Both texts give you a really good understanding. Why do I say that? Because if you talk to the average Catholic out there, even some that go to Sunday Mass, they don't have an understanding of what the church teaches and believes. And I think that also has to be incorporated outside of reading all the classics. And that's important too. Talk about that because that's even at the CCD level. I think... Like we read a lot of flowery books, like my kids in like second grade, I go through religion with them. Children could be spoken to in a way that you'd be surprised what they understand. I take my son to adoration. He tells me he loves me when he goes. He, I swear, I'm blown away by it. He's five. Kids understand because Christ, they're pure. Talk about the need for basic catechetical formation. Absolutely, Joe. Um, I think that's where I'm 64 years old. And so I lived through really going off the rails in a lot of ways with a lot of that. I mean, I've said it before, and uh, I'm sure it, you know, maybe ruffles some feathers, but it's my honest experience. I grew up as a CCD kid and my good people trying to do their best. My own mother taught CCD, but I characterize it as love each other and go make a banner. And that doesn't give you the truth for life. That doesn't educate you in the beautiful Catholic faith. Really, I know that people will probably, you know, some would react, but I think we need more of a Baltimore catechism approach. And that was abandoned, saying, oh, well, children don't understand. They just need to be taught love and they do understand. Like you said, you have children. They're sharp. 
in some ways, they're wiser than we are, and they're more open to the wonders of God and the wonders of truth. We need to tap into that, and we've lost that. We need to regain that ground of saying there needs to be solid content. Even for the youngest child, they can understand making the sign of the cross, what it means when we say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, those very basic elements of the faith. Those are the building blocks that help us to then be able to get into the broader Catholic education of, of classical literature and the history and all the, the arts to be able to understand how, in so many ways, if we look at the two millennia of Christianity, look how the world has flourished in so many ways. Certainly, there have been wars and struggles, but it occurred to me just recently, just in prayer, look how science has developed in the 2,000 years of Christianity as opposed to the 2,000 years before that. If you look at the world, not much technology developed from the year 2000 B.C., to the year of Christ's birth. But look at all that's happened. And we're in a time where humanity is saying, oh, we've done this. Aren't we wonderful? Mm. I think we need to see it as the grace that was unlocked when Jesus Christ came into the world, the Son of God incarnate among us. And through, I mean, it's no accident that it was through the Catholic Church and monasteries and educated people in the Catholic teaching that we're able to begin to develop the science that we know now. So I think we need to go back to those roots and we need to help people understand coming to know Jesus Christ is the primary work of all education. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, we're getting into religion. If we understand who Jesus Christ is, he is the Lord of the universe. He's the Lord of science. He's the Lord of all, and we need to educate young people to understand that knowing Christ allows them to know themselves and to begin to know the world. Bishop Strickland, do me a favor. Continue with that line. I want to throw something out there to you, okay? You say we need to know Christ, and of course we need to know him as our Lord and Savior, okay? But we're talking today about education. Let me throw this out there to you. Help people to understand when you say who Christ is. He is the Logos incarnate. But then the question is, well, then what is Logos? But then the Catholic education was such, okay, authentic Catholic education, to explain the Logos, okay? But then understand, it's not just an abstract philosophical concept. It started that way with the Greeks, but then it, it, it became flesh with the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Talk about that, because that is a, people understand that. You use the word logic, every scientific term, biology, everything has the logos in it, the L-O-G, the order of the universe, okay? The reason, the rationality of the universe. This is, what, this is who Christ is. This is what the truth is. Talk about the maybe we should hammer that home a little bit more, because I think people, that registers with people. Rather than preaching Jesus Christ which we should, as our Lord and Savior, where people can say, oh, you're going to get preachy on me now. Say, no, 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 we're trying, to we're trying to emphasize to you is something in terms of education. Christ is the Logos. Talk about that, if you don't mind, Bishop, your comments on that. Well, Joe, I think you're tapping into something that is essential to humanity and in understanding who we are. 
when you talk about the logos, Jesus Christ is is the word, and you go back to the to the book of Genesis, what we understand how the world came to be. And we have to really emphasize to people that Jesus Christ is the principle of the foundation of the world. Think of people think of him, even Catholics. We tend to think of him as one more religious figure. He's so much more than that. He is the very principle of existence. And, and that's the wonder that when we pray the rosary, we should be really, when we reflect on the Annunciation, the first mystery of the joyful mysteries of the rosary, which we all pray all the time, to recognize the creator becomes a creature in his own creation. That's talking, I think that's the kind of language you're thinking of, Joe, that it's not just some religious thing. I mean, ultimately, religion is what, I mean, if you look at even the word, it's what ties it all together. It ties us to who, who created us and gives meaning to our lives. A lot of people reject religion without understanding that Jesus Christ is so much more than another religious figure or even the primary religious figure. He It goes deeper than that. It goes to the very existence. I mean, when we talk about the atoms and the molecules and all the things we've learned in science, Jesus Christ as the Son of God, certainly God, Father, Son, and Spirit, but Jesus Christ is specifically the, the Lord of all of it. He's the Lord of the universe. And, and I think that we do need to emphasize to people. And like you said, I think there's there's something attractive about that because it's the truth. The right. truth is attractive. All of these false messages that are even coming out of the church, sadly, too many times, it it sounds good, but because it's not rooted in the truth, it's kind of like, you know, having a, a beautiful bouquet of flowers, but they wilt very quickly when they're separated from the roots. I mean, you know, the image of the, the vine and the branches. There are too many ways that our modern humanity is branches separated from the vine, and we see that wilt and wither. And we see that sadly, and I'm sure that's part of Joe Renciello's concern about his children. We see too many children, too many teenagers, too many young adults, too many older people that are withering away, literally withering away because they've lost that connection to Christ and to the truth of who they are. If you're just joining us here at the Frontline with Joe and Joe, we're being joined by Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas. We're talking about Catholic education in general, this great conversation, uh, and specifically um, the initiative down there in Texas, the Bishop Gorman Catholic School, which has been recognized by the Newman Guide. I'm going to throw it over to Joe Bishop, but one thing I would say to you is this, is that we say in the creed, through him all things were made. And what studies things? Science. Okay, so as a, we when we look at the things that were made, it's like you said, he's the Lord of the universe. All things were created through him. You can understand the thing better if you understand through whom it was created. Joe Racinello. I want to talk a little bit about solutions because um, I com completely understand it's difficult to run a school. It costs money. And when we went to school, Joe and I, there were sisters and they were brothers. I was educated by Christian brothers. Um, they didn't 
get paid. And they, you know, and the tuition was down now. I mean, I get it. I totally understand that. Think about this as a solution, because I've thought about this, because my heart, I'll be honest with you, Bishop, is always for the poor. I mean, I have one foot in one world, but I didn't come from that world. And my family did not come from that world. How about a virtual situation where you have basically one person broadcasting and then maybe you meet in, say, an auditorium once a week to make sure homework, you have a fast track for really smart kids? Because it's not just for smart kids. If the plumber's kid wants to get a Catholic education, he should get one too. Maybe they're not going to go to Boston College or Holy Cross. Maybe you shouldn't want to go to those schools or University of Dallas because they don't have the money. But at least they're formed like as an option where you have one person teaching and it's not as much money. Whereas like where Joe Pasillo went to, to high school, my school closed, sadly, and we had different tracks. We had a college prep track and you had a remedial track in that college where you had each kid was getting that education. Joe Pasillo's school, Seton, I'll tell you, Seton Hall Prep, Seton cost Hall. it cost $20,000 a year. I mean, like, you have five kids. Who makes that much money? You'll be eating, like, corn. Like, 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 You'll be eating ramen noodles. I mean, You'll be eating like, ramen noodles like some actor in the West Village, Joe. <laughs> Just to throw, like, in a, like as, a, as a thought, what do you think about that? I mean, because you, I get, you, you know, I'm sure you've racked your brain on the situation, but the cost is the cost. Well, I, I think you're at least what you're doing, Joe, I think we've got to look at all the possibilities, all the options, um, the, the technology, we need to use that properly. It has its limits. I mean, just like what we're doing here, it, it's a great tool and we can communicate, but it has its limits. Everything has its limits, but I think we do have to be more creative about how can we do this rather than just sort of throwing up our hands and saying, we can't do it, it's too expensive. Um, one thing that I think, and we've tried to do it, but we, it's, it's hard to pull off, but to really get into a system where, I mean, like you, Joe Runciello, I think you mentioned your dad was a barber, to, to do some sort of swapping of, of um, resources so that if you can't pay, you know, maybe you're the barber for the school or you 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 you're a painter. So you paint houses for the the families that are there. But I think we need more of that approach. And we've tried that to some extent. But there are a lot of structures that block that sort of thing. You've got to get accreditations and you've got to deal with all this bureaucracy. Then they say, oh, you can't really do that because you I mean, it gets complicated. But I think we do need to think outside the box, outside the school box, and look for the technology is one element that I think needs to be utilized better. Um, even through COVID here, we we saw the technology kind of blossom because it was the only way the kids could go to school. It, it certainly has its limitations, but I think we've got to use every tool that we can and really emphasize, you know, I mean, it's it's a huge challenge, but part of it is is having the families truly integrated into and part of their parish. I mean, we've lost a lot of that as well, where, you know, if people come to Sunday Mass, 
It's just that one hour visit. And they're not really, the church isn't there, the, the very hub of their family life, which it, it should be. Um, so there are a lot of issues there, but I think we've got to continue to look at what resources do we have? And and there are schools that are, are trying to do some of these things that, I mean, I know of schools in, in Louisiana, uh, I'm sure there's some in Texas as well, that are, are not diocesan Catholic schools because the mechanisms, the, the bureaucracy, frankly, of the diocese won't allow them to do some of those things. I think we've got to foster that kind of creativity like you're talking about with the technology but i have to admit you know somebody that comes up with a model that can be duplicated across the nation really across the world that's what we need um but uh, i don't claim to have come up with that model. we're gonna do it pray and fast it'll happen because there's a need and god has a heart for children. I, like I said, I'll just use an example. I go to the dentist, a, a Hispanic woman who's the, the hygienist. She's pregnant. She's her third child. She's like, I'm telling her, you know, about my family. She's like, I wish I could send my kids to school. Like God hears the cries of the poor and it will happen. I think to your point, we have to get out of the boat. That is a shame, the bureaucracy of the church. Christ stepped outside of bureaucracy. I listened to Mother Teresa's mantra, do it yourself. If you're not going to do it, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, and that's the way we have to think, I believe, as Catholics, whether you're a bishop or you're the bus driver who goes to daily mass, I'm going to do it. Like well, and and uh, Joe, please. Joe, Joe, let me stay there one second because we're, we're we're talking obviously about having the resources to send your child to 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 Catholic school. Okay, Bishop, let me ask you this. And if you're just joining us, Bishop Joseph Strickland is here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're discussing Catholic education. We're discussing uh, the Bishop Gorman Catholic School, which has been recognized by the Newman Guide. Um, I, I, I you're I have my head in the clouds. Uh, Bishop, okay, I, I think if you have an idea and it sounds good, why can't we just go ahead and do it? You strike me as a bit more practical than I am, okay? <laughs> um, but having said that, why are we not, as a group, when I say we, yes, I'm looking to leadership now. You are the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and I believe you're much more powerful than than this country thinks, okay? Why why are we having a hard time applying political pressure? I'm going to give you a quick 30-second example. Joe and I talk about it all the time on the show. Newark, New Jersey, to send a child to Central High School, which is the decrepit, broken-down high school, going back to when Joe and I were kids, okay, um, costs $28,000 a year to send one kid Taxpayer there. dollars. Taxpayer dollars. St. Benedict's is down the block, okay? You send your kid there for, at least, for, for half the money, okay? Central graduates three out of 10 kids and nobody goes to college. St. Benedict's graduates 100% of the kids and 99% go to college. Why is the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, yes, I know I'm being a little challenging here, what, or do you think, here's a better, do you think applying political pressure, particularly, yes, in blue states, okay, because that's where a lot of these inner city schools are, to say, no, we want to give parents the choice. You're spending 28 grand over there. Give me half that money and I could send my child to the school of my choice. 
break that down for me a little bit, Bishop. I think you know where I'm going with that whole conversation, with that little rant of mine. Yeah, um, well, we faced that challenge here in Texas, and the, the Texas bishops have been behind it. But um, it's, it's complicated, and there are, there are many, um, not just within the church, but when you're, because you're talking about taxpayer dollars, and I know in Texas, the, the lobbies of the, uh, the public school teachers and all of that, the public school superintendents, I mean, they are fiercely against it, and they have a lot of the power. I mean, it, I mean, Texas is a large Catholic population, but um, I think that, it, and as you point out, I think we could probably be more effective if we did that more as a United States bishops group rather than just state by state, but um, I think we have to keep working at it. I think people are really um, just even people that lack any faith, they're they're really disgusted with where education is just in the public schools, the money that gets poured in and just oh. that what you talked about, that illustration, so much money and so little return and so little help for the people of God. We're all the people of God, even those who don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we we do as a nation have to do a better job. And, and education is one of those. That's why we've tried to emphasize it here so much, because if we don't educate the present generation better and more firmly founded in the objective truths that come from the logos that is all built into our Catholic faith, um, we're in trouble. Uh, we've got to educate people better and and let people understand what life is about. And there's so many ways that people have wandered off into darkness and being encouraged to do so, sadly, even by the political structures. Um, it's, you know, we have to be people of faith and hope and trust that Jesus Christ is Lord of the church and of the world. And we've got to, to rely on that strength, but it's it's a big challenge. No, absolutely. And I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Bishop Strickland, real quick, because uh, I, I wanted to mention it. Where, if anybody in our audience wants to know more about the, the, the school, uh, the Bishop Gorman Catholic School, uh, where could they either know more about it or perhaps even, uh, you know, contribute some of their some of their resources and, and help out? Well, um, certainly they can contact Bishop Gorman, um, and uh, I think the the easiest way that I can give them is to contact the Diocese of Tyler, dioceseoftyler.org, easy website to remember, and if they contact us, we can refer them to the school. The school, of course, has its own website. Um, I think it's bishoptkgorman.net, but, you know, it, it's interesting uh, just as you asked that, you know, people Google things all the time. If you Google Bishop Gorman Catholic School, probably what will show up first is the one in Nevada. That's not us. They're the same Bishop Gorman, but Bishop Thomas K. Gorman, if you if you Google that, you will be taken to the one here in Tyler. Okay, thank you for that, uh, Bishop Strickland. And I will say, I'm going to hand it over to Joe, but that's my, my son goes to a charter school here in Arizona. They have a little different system here. The charter school does get public funds. 
not enough, of course. But then the charter school asked the parents to contribute if they want to keep the school going. And it's a classic education. That's why he goes there. It's a class modern. It, it, they, they modeled it on the Catholic education the way we're discussing it here today. And I'll tell you, my son is challenged and he's going to learn Latin next year and all these things. And I contribute a few bucks every month. They ask for a few bucks. I give it to them. They get some public funds. Maybe that's a model. That's another conversation. Joe Racinello, we only unfortunately have Bishop Strickland for about another four minutes or so. Uh, so let's make it good. <laughs> well, I, I want to say this to, to piggyback off both conversations. The Catholic Church at a time unified its voice and spoke publicly. They did that against Hollywood. They said, don't you dare put those movies out. I'm going to tell my people not to watch it. We need a voice to unify the people, all people of goodwill, let's say on education. And this is what we're going to do. And I'll be honest with you. You do it. Those voices have to be loud and in your face. I'm going to be honest with you, in your face, and I'll tell you why. Because we're all going to stand before God, and he's going to judge us. I took vows, and God's going to judge me on those vows. And people in the church, we got to get in your face. And I mean it. And basically, what you did at Dodger Stadium is what we have to do with education. You're going to teach this? Well, guess what? We're not having it. Like a union. Talk about that because I do think that's effective. And if it doesn't work out, all right, whatever. I'm still not going to – I'm not backing down. And that's priest, bishop, cardinal, layperson. And if we could unify like a union, I think we'll get something done because I think we're stronger than we think. I, I, I know we are. And, Bishop, we have about two minutes. Love your final comments and anything else you'd like to impart to our audience. Well, I, I, I'm glad that Joe mentioned unify. That's really what we have to do. And we hear a lot. I mean, I was just at the bishops meeting in Orlando, and there's a lot to talk about. Oh, we need to be unified. We have to be unified in Jesus Christ, the Logos, the the Lord of the universe. And and honestly, I mean, Joe, you're you're sort of talking turkey here, and so am I. We're not unified. We, we don't believe the same things as bishops in the United States um, and around the world. That's, that's a sad reality, but we got to name it, and we've got to be unity, absolutely, but unity in the truth that is Jesus Christ. He's truth incarnate. There are too many bishops that really don't believe what I believe and don't share in the message of the Catholic Church. Many do, thankfully, but too many don't, or they are unwilling to speak up for it. We've got to be unified in Jesus Christ. And that's one of the great challenges we face with education and with everything going on in the church. I, I, I'm always reminded of two things when I hear about uh, being unified. I, I hear Christ's uh, high priestly prayer where he prayed to the Father that we all be one. As, as he and the Father are one. And St. Paul, when St. Paul says, you know, finally, brethren, you know, have the mind of Christ. We have, to, we have to be of the same mind, okay? That doesn't mean we won't disagree. But, but we're talking, when we're talking about logos, we're talking about uh, 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 applying logos to our problems in education. We should at least agree on, agree on some very fundamental levels. We'll disagree maybe on some other things um, that are, are maybe almost on the side and maybe how we implement but the fundamentals, we have to be on the same page. 
and and we're not on the same page. Bishop Joseph Strickland, I got to say, um, Joe and I looked forward for a long time to having you on the show. You did not disappoint. This was a great conversation. I know our audience is enlightened by this. Joe and I are enlightened by this. We really want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you so much for coming on the show. We look forward, hopefully, to having you back on in the future. Thanks, Joe and Joe. You're welcome. And thank you all out there for joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith of the New York City metropolitan area. Uh, two things, make sure you download the app, share it with your friends. We are an EWTN affiliate, so you have access to all of our station's content, plus the original programming. And if you like what Joe and I do, you can follow us, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, hit a button, do something that's going to help us out. Like, Subscribe, share, follow, do all that fun stuff. And remember, until the next time, that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.